Electric Lady Land is the third and final studio album by the Jimi Hendrix Experience. It was released before Hendrix's death in 1970. It's a double album, and it was the only re- record from the experience with production solely credited to Jimi Hendrix. It's the band's most commercially successful release, and it's only number one album. It was released by Reprise Records in the United States in October 16, 1968. What? Why are we... Why, why, why are you talking like that? Why have we changed our aesthetic? Why is it all smooth jazz? It's the smooth jazz. Public, we've, we've, we've sold to um, public radio. So oh, this is the new format sorry. now. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, so we can't uh, say cunt. Um, oh, no, definitely not. Fuck is off limits. Mm. They frown upon front bum. They don't like meat apron. Mm. To shame, um, that's a good one. Mm. Cock is allowed, though. So we'll be saying cock quite a bit during this broadcast. Yeah. And uh, uh, sorry. Um, we just need to stop for a word from our sponsors now. Yeah. Uh, it's from Jerry's Downtown Butcher. Um, get your meat hot. Get your meat fresh. Get your meat in large chunks. And we're back. Um, so, yeah, we, we listened to Electric Ladyland uh, by Jimi Hendrix experience yeah, this week. We did. We, can I just stop you there and uh, we just got to cut mm. to commercial again? Sure, sure. Uh, all day long, touch the wood. You can chop all the wood. Swallow down the sawdust. New York Public School Systems. And we're back. Yeah, so uh, this week we listened to Electric Ladyland. Um, just just recapping um, the previous section of our, uh, of, of this audio recording for mm, people that just, just tuned in. in. Mm. Yeah, by the Jimi Hendrix experience. Uh, so, yeah. We'll yeah, just, uh, right. I'll just, I'll just stop you there, and we'll just cut mm. to commercial again. Fuck the commercials! I'm out of commercials. <laughs> fuck this bit! Don't say fuck. You only let Don't you, say guy. You, you, you cunt. We're gonna have to replace it with cock. Um, we're doing yeah, Electric yeah. Ladyland, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Hendrix. This really experience. surprised me, actually. You know what? I, I think of myself as. You know, I love all this retro. I mean, it's retro for us because we're kids of the 90s. I love all the 60s, 70s music, classic bands, Beatles, Doors, Stones, all the shit we've done on the show. And I consider myself a big Jimi Hendrix fan. Uh, you know, he's a fucking legend, guitar virtuoso, right? Hey Joe and um, Purple Haze. Purple Haze. And uh, Little Wing. And, songs uh, songs that aren't on this album. Yeah, all these amazing fucking songs that aren't on this album. Honestly. Yeah. I put this on and I I mean you you picked it and I was like, wicked, Hendrix. Fuck, this is gonna be easy. Right? This is obviously the worst piece of shit he ever put out. And it's probably why he took lots of drugs and drunk and didn't wake up. <laughs> I did a little bit of research. Before oh, choosing this yeah. album, I looked down and this is the big selling one and it's got five star reviews across the board. Mm. And uh, I popped it on, I was listening to it and I thought, what a pile of shit. 
Yeah. Well, mm. we're in a, in agreement. Fucking three minutes in, um, yeah. this is unheard of, ladies and gentlemen. Um, constant listeners know that uh, my partner and I here in crime um, very rarely see eye to eye. Well, that's not true. Well, you're a little bit taller than me, so. No, I'm not. No, thought you were. I'm always on my knees. <laughs> I don't believe you think you're lying. That's not right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was putting a list together, uh, the list. We do a skippability list. Mm. And the thing that occurred to me is there's 16 songs on here. And you mm-hmm. can throw away the first 14. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah. Well, yeah. All I along mean, the watchtower, Voodoo Child, slight return at the end, and then the rest of it, fuck it. off. Yeah. What do you? I mean, you chuck it. You go to your CD store and you buy the double edition best of Jimi Hendrix. Um, coming off this album, you've got exactly what you just said. All along the watchtower, which a is a cover, uh, and and Voodoo Child. Um, you might get. You might get crosstown traffic but it's filler and yeah. you might get the original voodoo child but also mm, well that's slight. like a 14 minute jam of mostly shit in my opinion yeah mm. well, i mean but you can this this screams to me when artists bands uh, there are exceptions which we will discuss but when you self-produce, it doesn't always make for the best record. Would that yeah. be a fair statement? I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of very talented self-producers out there. I mean, you got Lenny yeah. Kravitz. Was it sure. Stevie Wonder? Um, <clears throat> no, Stevie was best when he was with Quincy Jones. We all know that. Um, how else? Did you- but like um, for me, I go. Uh, here's the there's Jeff the line and the low end. High end is Weezer's second album, Pinkerton, self-produced, magic, good work, boys. Um, Stone Temple Pilots, whatever their fucking last album was called, Between the Sheets or something, awful, just. The bones were there, but they didn't know how to produce it and make it sound good. Pearl Jam did the same thing, self-produced. What did they self-produce? No, maybe they didn't. Maybe they just changed producers and that made them suck. Possibly. I don't know. Metallica got rid of Brendan O'Brien. Yeah, yeah. All their albums they did with Brendan are the best. And then they got rid of him. And they went downhill. And then they went, oh, Brendan, can you come back and remix these ones that we did without you? And he went, yeah, can not need the money. Um, have have your um, the guys that pay us money to mention them every episode because we have such a wide uh, influence on society? Metallica, have they ever self-produced? They kind of self-produced Garage Days Revisited. All right, their album of covers. They did get oh, a little okay. help from. Um, Bob Rock at a time, so I believe. Bob Rock, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's oh, when they so did no, Nick no Cave covers and yeah, yeah. Um, Whiskey in the Jar and well, they turned the page. Right. They didn't add who, that album. They self-produced. Who it sounds produced good. Their best-selling album by far 
um, the collaboration with uh, Lou Reed, Lulu, uh, who produced that one. You're going to bring that up with me, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> You're going to bring fucking Lulu up. Oh, I went there. I brought Lulu up. Um, who no. produced it? Leave me, leave me alone. You need to go and sit in your quiet space. People know about that album, Daniel. People Doesn't know. exist. Shut up. <laughs> it was released and it was it does not released. They never it. happened. It's they just a rumor that people made up. This amazing collaboration. Anyway. Um, Glad he yes, fucking it's, died. It's very rare that a self-produced album is any good it's usually self-indulgent and not uh orally very pleasing right um sounds like it was falling out with everyone in the band about this time uh well, stepping on a few toes and doing his his thing and this is the only the album that he did that was um stereo the others were mono oh look at that mm. very good but, got that going just, for it but then not much else i mean when did what year did he die was it 70 yeah 69 70 in that ballpark like this he had a four year long career wow that's that's pretty big it's longer than kurt uh well then he had his early side stuff like he was little richard's guitar man and he did all this other stuff beforehand and then he well, yeah, it was second fiddle for a bit it doesn't really wasn't producing yeah. his own yeah, stuff he's out the front but gun. uh yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe his shtick was up you know maybe three years in doing the bar chords and oodlies and noisy solos people just went oh yawn you know he's setting another guitar uh, on fire people um from what i'm reading he he was the sideman in a lot of bands he never really lasted long people generally got sick of him for being unreliable um just basically silly behavior mm. um don't think the dr drink hit um i've watched um biography biographical movies of a few of them of jimmy hendrix and none of them actually got into the fact that um I was reading tonight that he was actually a pretty horrible drunk. When you get he'd get drunk, he'd get angry and get a bit fighty and um, just turn into a total dick. And when he was sober, he was a really nice little sweetheart of a fella. Uh -huh. um, but it does sound you. like he he was his own worst enemy much of the time and didn't really stick to a lot of things. Yeah, uh, but basically like got the boot from the army. Yeah, I mean, he st he was creative, right? Like the dude essentially created a style of guitar playing unto himself, right? And whether that was just a wah wah and a fucking Fender and a Marshall turned up to eleven, it worked, and everybody copied him since. You know, whether it's Stevie Ray Vaughan or Mike McCready or Pearl Jam, like everybody wants to be Hendrix. But the guy, like, whether they were good or bad, he wrote a lot of music, right? And this, uh, this album sort of speaks to that and that it's 
fucking way too many songs for an album. Double uh, album, only, apparently. Yeah, and only a couple of them are good. But they're still releasing shit, like songs that they haven't released now. It's 2023. It's fucking a million years since he died. And they're still pulling shit out of the vaults. Here's a 20-minute jam that nobody's ever heard. And they're like the fans, the aficionados that are going to put death threats on you and I for not liking this album. Um, they just pour over every note, you know. Oh, he played that note there over a fucking E sus diminished seventh. And, uh, uh, you know, it's... You know, he had four good songs and then he died. And a ton of shit, as far as I can really tell. I mean, I'm just uh, going to say it. I'm just going to say it. I'm putting it out there. I give him more than four. And he's he's like... What are they? Have to, you'd have to put him on that. Well, you know, like what we said. Hey, Joe. Purple Haze. Little Wing. Fucking... I guess all along the Watchtower, though. He didn't write that one, but, just, you know. He, he didn't write Hey, hey Joe either. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. That's a fucking uh, old-timey song. Mm. Little Wing. Come on. That's genius. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't put it on uh, my list. Yeah, well, look. The you top got five, Foxy oh, Lady. Oh, yeah, okay, but that was only good on... Uh, hang on. Let's go to his album that's actually a good so, one. That, right, so we Red got House. to four, and then you went, no, that's no good. No, yeah. Yeah, I am. Red House is good, but that's blues. Fire is good. No. Would you lend it to my fire? No, I don't like fire. To your fire. No, I don't like fire. The Wind Cries Mary? Come on, that's a good no, one. That's too. boring. Don't like it. It is a bit boring, but it's um, it's, good. <laughs> it's a bit boring, but yeah, I mean, come on. But after that, yeah, it's, it's a lot of shit. I actually, my favorite Hendrix album. Was one they put out must have been like in the year two thousand, and it was exactly that. It was like studio outtakes and shit that had never been put out, and it was mostly instrumentals. Fucking can't remember what it was called for the life of me now, but I remember loving that. Uh, South Southern, no South Saturn Delta came out in nineteen ninety seven. That's I'm going to recommend everybody goes and listens to that instead of the album we just listened to because it's better there you go um, there's a song called pally gap which is uh, that's another album i want to talk about this little miss strange song like where the fuck did that come from that's like oh, it's like another it. band it's like another band slipped their song on his record sounds oh, really? like a it's different vocalists it's you know different singer it's written by someone else it sounds like a really Perky little white boy pop song. I don't right. know how it fit on this record. If I'm going to be completely honest with you, this record, I um, I just kind of switched out of it. I barely paid attention because it was just horrible. Yeah, same. Like, same what thing. What is this? I was like, how am I going to? No, it's, oh, it's painful. You know, the beginning um, of it, the first song, and, and the Gods Made Love, I thought, oh, this is going to be epic. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's one of those big booting up. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. And then it just sort of goes into. Yeah. Uh, well, this, have you been to Electric Ladyland? What a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Crosstown Traffic's a bit. But I put that's 
the only song on here I put decent for. Everything else is fuller, except for the last two songs. And I kind of went decent for Crosstown Traffic. Yeah. But it's not a song I'd listen to. I think. Well, yeah, so you put decent for that. And then the two, the bangers, so All Along the Watchtower and Voodoo Child, Slight Return. Are they on your epics or are they just decent as well? All Along the Watchtower is an epic. Hmm. Uh, Voodoo Child... I struggle with, I put it epic, but it's also decent, yeah. I guess. I think the intro and the riff yeah. is epic, and then once he starts singing, mm, decent. Yeah. Um, you know, I got um, the fire. Come On Part 1. I wrote down, that's the, that's the melody from um, Beatles, Money. Like, it's oh, just sure. totally snatched. Um, mm-hmm. There's another song. Did I write it down? Which one it was? Oh, yeah. Burning of the Midlight Lamp. I wrote great intro. Then I put filler after that. Like, the intro is great. Mm. Uh, like, really cool piece of... I don't know. It's like, a, it's like a keyboard and a guitar with a lot of effects on at the same time. And it creates a really interesting sound. And it's just quite a iconic piece of music and then the song everything after that is shit yeah do you think if this album got put out today or back then or in any era by an unknown artist do you think they would get noticed I you know, Hey Joe put him on the map. That was the first song. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of years later, he's run out of shit, to be honest. Hmm. Well, you know, it's like most of the flash in the pan musicians. You have your peak flash in the pan. I was just saying he was a complete musical legend. But, uh, you know, you're famous at 25 and you're dead at 27. So he's another one of these <laughs> fuckers that died in the 27 club. So we're almost on a trilogy so our next album should be another 27 Club Loser. Um, yeah, it's got choked on his own vomit, didn't he? That's how Hendrix went out, like John Bonham. Uh, asphyxi- barbiturate asphyxiation. Oh. He was uh, found on the floor by a girlfriend at 11 in the morning. Yeah. And he was pronounced dead in the hospital at 12. Oh. But after 12, the uh, the ambulance arrived nine minutes after they found him on the ground. Yeah. yeah. So it took him an hour to get pronounced dead. Okay. Uh, yeah. Do you think if you came... No, I'm not going to go there. Move along. <laughs> you know what? Just thinking, Weezer's had way more hits than this guy ever had. Oh, and they're shit. not at the legend status, really, are they? They're, they're at the they're kind of a culty band, well, really. Lisa, yeah, I think cult. I think they they were they were a hit band post Nirvana. So the Blue Album, they were a hit band. They were a big deal. Then they put out an album that was poorly received. That then took about four years to become a cult classic, Pink and Pinkerton. Uh, then they came back with green, the hash pipe thing. Uh, yeah. and then they just kind of stayed as mediocre Weezer since then. 
Um, yeah, they've got the hit soon, man. They've got some good oh, songs. They sure do. You're a bit harsh. I think first two albums, Weezer is legendary. And then continuing Weezer, not so legendary. Like if you took yeah, plenty of hits along it, the way, they keep the they keep the lights on. You know, I'll give them do. that. The, the 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 lights aren't going off. The you know the golden toilets are still there for sure. Uh, but if I had to pick, you know, a Mount Rushmore of nineties bands, I think Weezer would be in there for me. You know, your Pearl Jam, yeah. Nirvana. But I was, uh, my my point is, like, they're not held in the reverence of Jimi Hendrix. But well, you're like, you're not revered until you're dead. Like, if Kurt hadn't died, nobody would give a fuck about Nirvana. If well, Nirvana were awesome, died. and then he died. Like, they hadn't fucked it up yeah. when he died. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix, when this album came out, the reviews were rubbish. And then he dies, and then all of a sudden the reviews are fantastic, you know? Yeah. Well, it's like, um, didn't that happen with Imagine and uh, and Double Fantasy? It was. Yeah, we um, talked about that. That was sort of a yeah, lukewarm reception. Yeah. yeah, Paul's winning. Paul and the Wings. Oh, they're the best. Yay, long live Saviour Paul. And then John dies, and it's like, oh, actually, John Lennon was pretty fucking good. Um, yeah, like all these famous artists like Michelangelo, you know, you go way back. They didn't sell a single fucking painting until after they died, a lot of them, you know. Death death makes you famous, as Scott Whalen said. Wayland? Wyland. I don't know. Um Yeah, I think Wayland had sort of burnt his bridges when he died like it wasn't really one of his one of his earlier songs it was uh Sell More Records When I'm Dead. I think that was on their third album, was one of his lyrics. I was like Yeah. yeah. Except he, I don't think he did. I don't think there was like a giant resurgence of no, Scott Wheeland when he died. Done. Yeah, they sort of he burnt his bridges like people sort of, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Well, it's, no, I mean, that's the same thing. So take the pilots. I, not They're not as big as Nirvana, so it's an odd thing to put together. But they had, one. let's say, one, two, three, and I'll give them four amazing albums. And then they had two really mediocre albums and then he did a couple of solo albums including a christmas album if you really want a fucking deep dive where he croons like frank sinatra uh yeah it's fucking painful it's like your drunk uncle at a christmas party off key and look up winter wonderland on youtube scott wire's trip um uh, what the fuck was my point? Yes, they put out two mediocre albums, so you're kind of like over it by then, whereas Nirvana, he died at their peak, you know? Uh, so it keeps that reverence high. It's like if um, if Eddie, poor old Eddie Vedder, if he had died in 94 after Vitology, they would have been, Pearl Jam, ah, oh, Pearl Jam, forever awesome. But no, they've had 30 years of... Shit. You know, never-ending mediocrity. Yeah. So people are like, it sort of ruins the legacy a little bit when you keep going. You know, Eddie Vedder, if you're listening, you're also short. Yeah, carry on, yeah. Brett. Sorry. Um, and you should shave off your beard. It's not working for you. Go back to the cheekbones, mate. Um, Google alerts for Eddie Vedder. Maybe Pearl Jam should do a Christmas album 
They, um, they did Christmas songs, so they've done it. Oh, yeah. Fucking hell, have they? God, God. They have. Um, so, oh. you, like, if, if we were kids of the 60s. They're, they're, they're six inches away from giving hand jobs for crack, aren't they? I mean. Yeah, That's probably been done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There was a couple uh, of rough winters there, I guess. It's cold in Seattle. The Stones, if we were fans of fucking Mick and Keith in the 60s in their prime, right? That's like, another band that would, they've just been shit for decades, but, but somehow they sell out if stadiums. We were, if we were fans back in the day, in their heyday, you know, Street Fighting Man and early 70s and all that shit when they were good, how would you feel about their current output? Are you just like, oh, fuck it, the Stones, stop putting out music? And does it ruin their legacy? You know, like for me, uh, I'm not a big fan of the Stones. I know they've got good shit from, from that era, 60s and 70s. But then I also know that, you know, when you listen to the greatest hits, it's like the first half of the first CD in the double CD set that gets any listening. And then the rest, fuck it. Yet, yeah. I've been a fan. If you're a fan of the Rolling Stones and these bands we're talking about and that's hurting your feelings, well... Yeah. yeah, I mean, the yeah, truth. we, we, you know, the sixties are revered. All these great bands, but it takes the 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 truth speakers of pointless and confused to just you know get rid of all this revisionist retro crap and take it for what it is. I mean, it's just a, a little known, a lesser known podcast out there. Um, a little. Little Joey Rogan. I mean, I just heard him last night saying, "Pointless and confused. They they don't play no shit." You know, he said that. He said that, and I and I thought, yeah, that yeah, that's right. We don't we don't play no shit, do we, Brad? There's no well, shit being played allegedly here. Allegedly, he said that. Allegedly, I don't. You know, it's well, I'm pretty sure what he said. He, he, if he didn't, he would have. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he was. I mean, he mouthed it, didn't he? That was more implied. Yeah. He is a, is a wink. Yeah. A little look in his eye, really. That's what I'm saying. But still, the point is there. Yes. Mm. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, producer Eric, he's just put the light on again. Um, sorry, it's once again time for a word from our sponsor. Bye, tampons. And we're back. Um, yeah, just yeah, just to recap, um, if you if you're just um, if you're just tuning in uh, on your drive cross country, we've been talking about uh, Daniel's love shit. for the Rolling Stones. Yeah, shit, she's been shit for decades. The shit. Yeah, one of them's dead, so a whole generation of people are realizing that they can die. Everyone knows they murdered him allegedly. The drummer, wow! What was it Brian something? They oh, found him dead in a pool. Drowned, drowned in the pool. Yeah, he's just fucking drunk and fell in the pool. Jesus Christ! He was murdered. Wasn't Allegedly. worth murdering. <laughs> he's like, they got hey, rid of yeah, him. Keith, I really want on this next record. I really like if we could be a lot like George Harrison. I like to bring the fucking sitar in up and getting into my Indian stuff. Can I play the sitar on Paint It Black? Can I, Keith? Fuck off. And they pushed him in the pool. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and the sitar did not keep him afloat. 
allegedly. Mm. Yeah. Jimmy, goddamn Hendrix. Anyway. Oh, Jimmy, yeah. Big hands, Skippability, Jimmy. I think we agreed. Skip the first 14 songs, last two songs, that's about fucking it, really. I mean, straight up, if if you've made it this far into the episode, which, according to the analytics... Uh, Unlikely. As... <laughs> I was about to say, as people listen, you invite more of your friends to listen. So by the time we get to here, this is where we have our peak, peak listenership. Yeah. So I just want to say, um, don't listen to this record. Just go and get a best of Jimi Hendrix and enjoy your life in a well-curated, easy-to-digest album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, don't think he's much of anything. Shall we just rate this piece of shit? What are you going to give it out of 10? <laughs> out of 10? How many songs are on this again? Like 28? 16. 16. Oh, fuck. Yeah, mate, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a three and a half. I'll give him a half because he covered Bob Dylan, and I really like Bob Dylan. So there you go. Yeah, three, I'm going three and for- a half. Big black hands out of 10. Big black hands. Yeah, he plays with his thumb. Seen that shit? He'll play like the root note of a power chord with his thumb over the top of the neck and then just solo with the rest of his big long fucking snake fingers. It's insane. Yeah, I'm going to give him a two. Yeah, fuck him. Okay. Yeah, along the Watchtower, that's pretty awesome. It's one of the great, it's a great, 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 huge song. Sounds amazing. Um, Pretty chilly. It's all right. Yeah. Rest of it, total dog shit, let's face it. Um, I think probably most people would just um, add uh, along the Watchtower to their playlist, and that's you, that you can be done with it, to be honest. Yeah. Agreed. We are in agreement on this good day. Yeah. On this wonderful day in the studio where it is warm and we're surrounded by roses. Yeah. Fuck Jimi Hendrix. Well, let's end this episode, shall we? Very well. Good day, sir. And now for a word from our sponsor. My tampons. Oh, I was expecting the drum solo, but oh well. You ruined it.